Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today my guest is Phoenix Rising goalkeeper Eric Dick. Eric is another new addition to the club this year as he is here on loan from MLS side Sporting Kansas City. In his only appearance this season, a 3-1 win over El Paso Locomotive, Eric made a double save right at the end of the game that saw him receive both the Save of the Week and Team of the Week honorable mention accolades from the league. However, this wasn't the first time Eric had played a Casino Arizona field. The goalkeeper actually visited in 2018 with then Spoilt Park Rangers, now SKC2, in what was the semifinals of the Western Conference playoffs. Phoenix would go on to win the match 4-2 in what would end up being both Chris Cortez and Didier Drugba's last goal scored at Casino Arizona Field. The win also marks the last home playoff match in which Phoenix Rising was victorious as last year's Western Conference quarterfinal tie with Austin Bowl technically goes down as a draw that Phoenix advanced on via penalties. So, without further ado, let me bring on the man himself, Phoenix Rising goalkeeper, Eric Dick. Eric, how are you, man? How you been? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, good to, uh, I guess, uh, virtually meet you. Obviously, I've been at yeah. the, the press from last match, but good to talk to you one-on-one for the first time. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks thanks for coming on. I'll uh, appreciate your time. So, yeah. uh, just want to get to know a little bit about you before we kind of dive into everything. Um, we'll just take you as the footballer out of it for a second. How is Eric mm-hmm. Dick the person doing after the craziest year of our lives. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's one of those where it's like, you know, I'm so happy to be here, you know, be with this awesome team. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are just going on every single day. Something new seems to be popping up. We can't get out of it. Um, but for me, you know, I'm doing great. You know, body's feeling good. Mine's, mine's good. Um, you know, family's doing well. It helps it helps being around, you know, so many awesome teammates um, that keeps us, you know, we, we keep each other sane and keep each other, you know, positive and stuff. Just my natural personality, I'm a goofy, positive guy. So it's like a little bit easier to, for me to sort of find ways to deal with craziness, I guess. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Life's good. Well, that's, that's good to hear. And, that was, a, I think, the first thing that most fans noticed, definitely what I noticed, was your outgoing personality, especially on social media. I think you have hiked more mountains in your time here than I have <laughs> in my 25 years here, which yeah. I'm a little, obviously, I'm very embarrassed to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we saw the workout videos and, and the yeah. dances and, we, you know, just kind of talk us through it. How is it that you're, you know, you're able to just kind of be yourself all the time, even though it's a new environment? Um, I mean, it starts with my parents. I get my goofiness and my personality from them. I mean, my dad is, my dad's the person that will literally go and just take a picture with a random person and like, and, or like, you know, go and create memories out of random stuff. Um, my mom's the same way. So, you know, living up in a household where, you know, there's goofiness left and right. Um, you know, it sort of made me into who I am today. And for me, it's one of those where, you know, I've been through some hard times of soccer and, and just life. And um, I just have chosen to be a more, you know, to approach the hard times in life, you know, with a positive mindset. 
and, and that took a lot of time. Um, took a lot of time to get there, but for me, it's just life's so much more enjoyable when you you when you go out there and you you view it in a positive way, a happy way. You smile, um, and for me, you know, I don't know how much longer I have feel on this earth. No one does, and so for me, the way I see it is go out and enjoy every single second you can. And, you know, I'm, I'm in an area here in Arizona where I don't know if I'm ever going to get back here. So I, I set a goal to enjoy every second. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> I'm not happy that the quarantine happened and all this has happened, you know, because I'm not sure I would have been able to, you know, have done, you know, but I made the most of it by doing those hikes, doing dances and stuff. Like those are all things that I've always loved to do. Actually, the hiking, I, I, didn't, I didn't really know I had that in me, to be honest with you. I, I have not done that many hikes before I came here to Arizona. I've been an outdoors person, just never really, like, hiked that much. But dancing, I've, I'm always dancing. I'm always cracking dad jokes, laughing, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to ask about, the, about, about where the hiking came from, just because looking where you're from and, and where you went to school and everything, I, I don't know many mountains, at least a number of mountains, that are in that oh, area yeah. compared to over here. No, we have we have plenty of cornfields, plenty of cornfields in Indiana and uh, wheat, I think, in Kansas, you know, the past few years. But no, for me, it was just like, again, it stems down to adventuring out, challenge, challenging myself to really enjoy where I'm at. Um, and, you know, we see stuff from this point of view every day, um, you know, walking around, we see stuff from the ground, but seeing something from 4,000 feet up. Um, just admiring the stuff that we take for granted, all the beautiful views, the sunsets, like all this stuff that, you know, we know is there, but we don't really always take the time to really, you know, admire it. Um, it's something that I just sort of started doing this year and it's taken over. You know, it's, it's one of those where it's like, um, I go back and I look at videos and pictures of the hikes that I've done. I'm like, wow, like I remember how beautiful this was. It, 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 it's pretty cool. Yeah, and obviously the weather here during the very beginning of the season and preseason is is gorgeous to be outside. Yeah. And for people like me, it's cold, but I'm sure for everyone else who's not from here, it's perfect. Uh, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about before you got to Phoenix Rising. Um, like you said, uh, you went to school at Butler in Indiana, um, and you're on loan from Sporting KC. So can you just talk to me about your footballing career before you got to Phoenix Rising? Yeah. Um, so went to Butler, um, redshirted my first year there, um, worked my butt off to, um, try and earn the position my second year and was lucky enough to do that. Um, had some injuries throughout, you know, college that I had to deal with, but, um, you know, had some success the first couple of years. And then luckily enough, you know, we, we as a team had a great senior year, um, or my last year there, and we, had a, we made the Sweet 16. Um, and I got called into the uh, MLS draft, and um, that, was a, that was a really fun experience just to see some of the guys that, you know, I was able to play against during the year. Um, and, you know, it was cool. We got to go interview with, you know, sit down in a room where MLS coaches are literally just surrounding you, and they're, like, you know, asking questions, trying to get to know me. Um, and, you know, SKC didn't even talk to me, uh, outside of me just seeing their goalie coach in the, in the lobby. Um, 
and for five minutes. And I said that was the best five minute interview I've ever done, apparently, because then they go and draft me on draft day. But, um, you know, I, I think my time at Butler really, really changed me as a person and as a goalie, just because I, I recognized so much stuff from my first year to the last year. I grew so much as a person um, and just realized how much uh, team chemistry is involved in, in the sport. It's not an individual thing. Like I, I knew I could work my butt off, but for me to get to where I wanted to go, it was not just a me thing. Like, you know, I needed to help everyone else um, achieve the team goal. Um, and that's, and just realizing how much chemistry happens off the field and on the field, how much importance it is to give the body a break once in a while. Because I'm, I'm one, as you could probably tell, I'm not one to just sit on my, sit on my butt and play video games for like, you know, 10 hours. So, um, you know, it just a ton of lessons, um, that I learned, um, in, at Butler and, um, you know, the past two years at sporting have been unbelievable dream come true. I mean, learning under Tim Melia, in my opinion, one of the best goalies, if not the best in the MLS, um, coaching staff is unreal. That locker room is great. Um, played games of slope. I was actually Didier Drogba's last goal he ever scored on someone, uh, was, was during the playoffs there. So. That's my little connection to Phoenix Rising, I guess, for this. Um, but it's just been a, you know, a grind, grinding it every single day, trying to work my way up the ladder, just, you know, just like in college. And it's uh, still to this day, still trying to do that. Yeah, you kind of brought me into my next point that you have actually played against Phoenix Rising. And then that mm-hmm. uh, back then it was uh, Swole Park Rangers. It's now it's SKC 2. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Phoenix went on to to win the match. I was actually watching the highlights of it. And to your defense, a lot of the shots were, I don't want to you know say bad things about uh, your defense that day, but they didn't do a lot to help you out is what, I'm, is what I'm trying to get at there. But as an opposing keeper playing at Casino Arizona Field in the playoffs, what is that like? I mean, I just remember the crowd. I mean, that, that was the whole thing. I, like, I, I just remember the crowd going absolutely nuts. The smoke, like the smoke happened because we let in goals. So <laughs> um, that's why the smoke was there. But it just was, I love playing in front of a ton of people. Even as an opposing player, like it gets me hyped up. I love going to opposing colleges where there are student sections right behind me just yelling at me and doing all that stuff. And these fans were just nuts. And I saw it on videos, like, you know, watching highlights before, doing scouting stuff. So I just remember the, the place going wild um, and the, the talent on the team, obviously. It was a very experienced team. So it, it is definitely a home field advantage. I've noticed that now more, you know, obviously being here. Um, you know, of course, we don't have the fans there, but still being here, being in this heat, being in this just environment in this club, um, it's definitely a huge home field advantage. And you notice that right off the bat. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun experience. Um, as much you know, obviously the match didn't go our way, but um, I'll remember that game for a long time. Yeah. So when you first found out, or you know, the first uh, inkling of you coming here um, became um, to fruition, can you kind of talk me through that process and what were you expecting coming to Phoenix on loan? So we were in preseason in Kansas City. Um, and I got pulled in and they're like, Hey, this year we're going to loan you to Phoenix rising. We think it's an awesome opportunity for you, um, to, 
just go and challenge to get consistent games um, and just be around a, a, a professional environment and, and battle for that number one spot. And so for me, you know, I am very thankful for my past two years, you know, with uh, Sporting 2 and Swope. Um, but they, they just have a staple of, you know, young academy goalies and, 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 and quality goalies that just continue to cycle through. So for me, this was a great opportunity in my eyes. I didn't once like doubt, oh, shoot, okay, well, why am I, you know, why am I going here? I was so excited the minute he said that because I knew that coming here was going to help me immensely as a goalie and just being on my own in a new environment it was it was going to help me as a person too so I knew a lot about uh, Phoenix before I knew Zach uh, was an established number one unbelievable goalkeeper I knew the coaches um, ran the program unbelievably well and I knew that this was not a USL team I I knew that this was a professional MLS caliber team Um, and so Obviously, I, I was stoked to come here, and I saw it as a challenge to um, – I mean, I knew it was a tough, tough situation to come into and break the lineup, you know, because the, the year that the team had last year and everything like that. But, you know, I set a personal goal to try to challenge, you know, to be that goalie to get the games um, and just push Zach every single day and learn from him and, you know, him push, you know, me back as well. And – at the end of the day, do anything I could possibly do to help the team, you know, get that trophy at the end of the year. That, that's, the, that's the overall goal is for us to get that trophy. And that's why I'm here. I, I want to do anything I can to help the team. So, um, you know, I'm just I, – I was so excited when they said that because I knew it was a great opportunity. Um, and every single day I've just tried to put as much effort as I can on that field to, to make use of it, my time here. So you've made one appearance for, for Phoenix Rising thus far. The team's only played six matches. But in your, in your one start, you obviously you had the nice double save, which is the save of the week, saves of the week, however you want to phrase that. And then you made team of the week honorable mention. But I, I feel like people don't give credit to the honorable mention apart, specifically for goalkeepers, because you have 18 in that team of the week. There's only going to be two goalkeepers, you know? Right. And there's 34, 35 teams playing each week. So recognized as the second best goalkeeper of the week, I, I think that is a little higher. What I'm getting at is in your one start, you obviously got a lot of accolades for it, a lot of recognition. Um, how does that feel? Did you get a call from sporting from their coaches or anything? You know, it, it's one, and you learn this over the years. Um, the, and I've, I've learned this over the years, you know, it was, I was so thankful I got the opportunity to play and I was just thankful that we got, we got the win at the end of the day. There was a lot of things in that game that, you know, obviously I, I wish I could have done better. Um, and, but I was thankful at the end of the day that we got the win. Um, and for me, any, the way I see it, any award a goalkeeper gets, whether it's say, I mean, save of the week, team of the week, goalkeeper of the year, um, I mean, that goes to the whole defensive effort. So, and I, I'm a true believer in that. So for me, yes, I, I, I worked hard, you know, to, to be able to be in that position to play that game. But any, uh, any um, award that I got and, um, you know, being on that team of the week was great. But I have to give credit to the back four, the midfield, everyone for making my job easy 
and blocking shots left and right, making all of the ones that I had to save, you know, a lot easier to save them. So, um, you know, supporting, you know, Alec texting me a great job, um, you know, and overall I thought it was a, you know, a good, a good result for the team for sure. Um, I just, you know, I, I was very, very thankful that I got the opportunity to be out there with the guys. So obviously you got the start, but it was kind of a last minute thing from what Rick has told us with mm-hmm. Zach catching that little stomach bug. How far in advance did you find out that you were going to be in the starting 11? Uh, I think it was Friday. Well, the game was Saturday, right? So it was Friday, Friday morning when we had training. Uh, it was just me and uh, uh, BK in the locker room um, because uh, Landon, Landon had that little stomach bug too. So, um, you know, we never, ever want to see a teammate, you know, get sick or, or anything like that. I texted him that morning, the minute after Corey told me. Uh, and a couple of times during the day, and he reached out that day and the next day, just, you know, making sure I was ready. Um, so, I mean, as I said before, Zach's an unbelievable person, an unbelievable teammate. So um, I'm very thankful that it wasn't anything serious, serious, and he's back full, full and healthy, him and Landon both. Um, but yeah, that was sort of a, you know, the day before, day before I found that out and then just sort of had to re, you know, redo the, the mindset and uh, get really focused to help the team any way I could. Eric, you're reading my mind, man. My next question was, how does your mindset, mindset shift when you go from being the number two to you're now starting tomorrow? And, and that's a great question. I, I, I think that, you know, I've challenged myself here to practice every day and, and, and train every day with the mindset that I'm going to be playing on the weekend. You know, and, and I think that's the way to do it um, because the minute you sort of say, well, okay, you know, I'll be ready for it. Uh, I know I don't have that position, but I'll be ready for it. That's sort of when you're becoming a little bit complacent, you know, and you, you lose a little bit of that desire and that fire and that passion. And so for me, I've challenged myself to go out every day, try to win every, every battle um, and win every second. So then uh, mentally and physically, when my name is called, I, I'm ready to go. And regardless of whether it's me or Zach out there, you know, I'm going to be the best teammate uh, to him and to the rest of the group because I know I've been pushing that entire group. I've been pushing Zach the entire week by, with that mindset of, you know, I, I, I think I can play. I, I know I can play on the weekend. I, I should be playing on the weekend. Having that mindset and doing the work and putting the work in is just making the team better. Uh, in, in my opinion. So that's what I've challenged myself to have. So I was already sort of there, you know what I mean, uh, in terms of confidence and, and ready to go. But it's just one of those. And then now you do some extra video, you do some extra um, just preparation mentally, um, just getting back in the swing of things and just calming down, getting ready for the uh, performance on the weekend. Yeah, Rick has definitely made it a theme that Phoenix Rising is all about competition and training, especially with a vast amount of talent that you guys have. So talking about Zach, can you just talk about your relationship with him, both as teammates and, you know, are you guys friends off the pitch as well? Oh, hundred percent. He and I are actually really, really similar in the sense that we are goofy as heck and we like like really weird, dumb jokes um, and just like comments, like he makes up comments that I crack up uh, about and like no one else laughs. And then I'll do the same thing. Um, and for us, I mean, we're, we're both, you know, similar size, we're similar style goalies. So like, you know, we, we challenge each other with services, 
uh, in training. Like, you know, if something happens, we've got each other's backs, you know, and we can talk to each other, like what maybe could have done, you know, a little bit better in video. Like we're all, we, we, we know it's, it's weird. Like I know what he was thinking during the game, like if he does something and vice versa. So have, just having that relationship, I've been very lucky the past three years to be in a great goalkeeper unit. And so in addition with Zach, you know, BK and Landon being there and Corey, you know, this is an unbelievable unit. Um, and we just push each other. And so Zach's a great guy. He's got an outstanding work ethic, um, very talented. I mean, and he's just a great person. He's always the first person to check in on you if you need something, always able to go the extra mile if someone else needs help and advice. Um, and he's welcomed me into this team, you know, just like everyone else. Um, and so that's the interesting thing is, you know, obviously we're battling each other for that, you know, uh, for that spot, but that doesn't take away like, you know, someone's giving a bad service because, you know, we don't want that other person to, that, that's just not going to make our group as a unit as a whole be better because at the end of the day, whoever's out there, we want that other person to have their back. Um, hundred percent. And that's what it's like for sure. Yeah. Going back to you and Zach being similar, I think that just goes back to the old saying that all keepers have a screw loose. You know, you kind of have to, to, to play that position. Um, yes. One thing I've definitely noticed without fans is how easily as a media member, I can hear you guys on the pitch. Is that an advantage, a disadvantage? How has that been for you when the, pitch or the playing conditions are just so much more quiet than normal well it depends i mean in warm-up when i'm singing and everything you can finally <laughs> you can hear me sing a little bit um but like uh during the game i think it's actually a, a blessing because you know you get those drums even at home you know like you know nothing against our fans i i love you know fans that you know beat the drums and you know chant all the time like that that's a necessary part of the you know the fan experience but when you get as loud as, you know, Phoenix Rising fans are, it becomes sometimes harder to get across information and instructions to the back line or even midfielders and forwards even. So the ability to do that um, is a, you know, a blessing in, in the sense of having no fans there. It's a lot easier, in my opinion, to do that. Um, you also can hear the coaches instructing you a lot easier, obviously. Um, you have to watch your potty mouth a little bit because um, those get that gets you know picked up a little bit more, I guess. But um, no, it's definitely easier to give instruction to players now. And uh, going back to your singing, that was going to be my next question. I could definitely hear you a lot more um, during halftime as well. As a keeper, you have so much energy, but you're not really able to exert it the same way your teammates would running on the pitch. How do you use all that that you have inside of you and, and be the keeper that you are? Um, that's a good question. Uh, you just, it's a different, it's a different type of train, you know, like a different uh, exertion of the energy. You know, field players have to do it over a longer period of time. For us, it's short, quick bursts of like, you know, um, agility and, you know, sprint forward to get set. Um, or come out for a breakaway or, you know, take a quick little shuffle and then dive. So that's when you exert our little, you know, our energy and the, the ability to conserve that and then fully explode it and dive, um, you know, is a, is a strength, I guess, to be able to, to do that. But um, then you, you know, you, I don't know. I mean, I, I do some weird stuff when I, when I have too much energy, like, I mean, I'll start just like 
kicking random stuff on the field or like doing some like waves or dances and stuff not during the game but like during warm-ups or practice when there's off time but uh for the most part having that energy is a you know a blessing because you know 90th minute when you need to be quick and you you know need to get across the goal and just dive and, and save something you know we should have you know enough energy in our tank to be able to do that because we haven't technically been moving i'm not going to go down to the player saying oh you don't do anything in the game you don't run you don't have to be fit because goalies goalies definitely have to be fit for sure well I've, I've watched you guys in training enough and i tell everyone go to a professional soccer team's training and see what these guys do and mm -hmm. absolutely amazed all right eric my last question it, just because of the social media blow up obviously your last name and everything that goes with it is that just something that you've kind of just been the brunt of a joke of your whole life. Is that kind of, or you kind of beat people to that joke kind of thing? Um, it's one of those where <laughs> I crack up about it. Um, it's not, it's never really bothered me. You know, there, there was some times in middle school where, you know, it got to me a little bit just because, you know, kids are, kids are mean and stuff like that. But um, in terms of soccer, it's sort of been one of those things that, has made me mentally strong just dealing dealing with that and it's one of those where it's now I like all turn around and applaud if I hear something new and something funny because I think I've heard everything I mean when you go to college and you you, you have 50 college students that are drunk or something and they're they're chanting everything they even know I mean if you haven't heard it there you know you know you're probably not going to hear it so um I've heard a, I've heard a lot over the years so at this point it's just it's funny I I, I don't I don't mind at all um you know it's it's part of me i mean that's my last name i embrace it um and for me it just goes in one ear out the other and um now all i all i'm focused on is is the game and, and getting a result so the fans fans can have as much fun with that as they want i, mean, I, I see some of this stuff and I, it cracks me up so um yeah that's yeah I, I i was wondering if i should like at the beginning when i got all my social media whether or not i should go a certain route with my social media names but i kept it pretty uh g-rated i think uh and well that was going to be uh something that i was wondering is if you ever had any troubles from that platform saying what you've entered is you know not allowed if, if is that happened to you uh, oh well when i went to top golf two years ago they wouldn't let, they wouldn't let me they wouldn't let me type in my last name um, and honestly, at this day, I should have milked it a little bit. I should have been like, Hey, this is like so embarrassing. Like, can you go get the manager? Um, so now I think I'm registered as Eric. Uh, I think it's just D I K at top golf. Um, and then I had to, I was like in this preseason I was like trying to, um, figure out prices to like ship my car here, um, to Arizona. And one of the sites would not let me enter my last name in there. So like I was literally just like type, I typed Dick into the username is like invalid, and I'm like I typed it again. And it just kept saying invalid. Um, so that that but that's that's not like that doesn't frustrate frustrate me. It's just funny. Um, so now I kind of want to go and like try to find other places <laughs> and, and see what when it when it can be typed in or when it can be accepted or not accepted. So um, no, nah, it's just. That's just part of me. It's part of the thing that I deal with, but it's not anything bad at all. It's funny. Yeah, and, and I think your attitude towards that, towards everything in general, has just made it so easy to gravitate toward you and like you and your personality. And I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, I would love talking to you. I would love to have you on again.
and uh, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for the time. And uh, yeah, let's get a good result against San Diego. I'll see you. I'll see you from a distance. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, Eric. I'll see you. Thank you. Yep. See ya. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match will be its first ever against San Diego Loyal on Saturday as Landon Donovan's side visit Concedo, Arizona Field. Kickoff is set for 7.30 p.m., and you can catch all the action on ESPN 620 AM or the exclusive audio stream on ArizonaSports.com and the new Arizona Sports app, now available for both iOS and Android. And due to both teams' recent results, Phoenix has reclaimed its spot atop the Group B standings with 13 points, while San Diego remains at 11 points in second place. However, Phoenix Rising still has a game in hand on San Diego Loyal. And the rest of the group, Los Dos and OC come in right behind at 9 and 8 points, while Las Vegas rounds out the rest of the group with only 1 point. But, that being said, LA, OC, and Vegas have played a combined 11 games due to matches being postponed out of an abundance of precaution for COVID-19 positive tests within Los Dos and Las Vegas' organizations. For all things Phoenix Rising, be sure to head over to ArizonaSports.com, download the new Arizona Sports app, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.